Hello and welcome to the update, an academic Senate recap from the BSS perspective, brought to you by your representatives and host, Alexis Aguilar and Carrie Ryer. Welcome to the 21st episode of our podcast, bringing you the update on Academic Senate. The trivia question for this episode is, when was Bernadine Chuck Fong last president of Foothill College? And she will be the acting president of Foothill College beginning November 1st. So we have some shared governance updates. And that update is that we need appointments. We need three appointments to the new governance council. The council has four faculty appointments, one of which is the Academic Senate president, who serves as one of the quad chairs of the council. The other quad chairs, of course, represent administration, staff, and students. If you are interested in serving on the new governance council, please let us know or let Catherine know as soon as possible. Our major topics discussed in our last two meetings, because this episode is one that's covering our last two meetings on the 18th and the 25th of October. Well, there was only one major topic discussed, and that was a resolution for a vote of no confidence on President Nguyen. On the first meeting, we had two drafts of a vote of no confidence from the Senate. And by the second meeting, those two drafts had been merged into one, a single draft. At the first meeting on the 18th, first, the presenters were faculty that had signed on. I think we had 48 faculty at that point signed on to that resolution of not confidence. So they presented and talked about the reasons why they felt that the Senate had to take a vote of not confidence on the president. Some of the reasons that they mentioned were that that the president was making unilateral decisions without really taking into consideration faculty and that they felt that she was not interested in really working on a relationship that would function well in terms of sharing you know, shared governance in terms of sharing the power to make those decisions with faculty and with the Senate. That was some of the things that came up. Remember others, Carrie, in terms of why, you know, the people who signed that resolution did so? I think you covered it. You know, one of the big issues was failure to acknowledge and engage with procedure regarding decision making, making unilateral decisions, as you noted. And I think a lot of faculty felt like they had tried everything they could possibly try, had reached out to outside organizations for help, to inside leadership for help, attempted mediation multiple times, and just had really exhausted all potential options. And so they felt like this was their sort of last resort. I didn't hear from a single person that was actually excited about putting this vote of no confidence forward. Everyone seemed quite somber about it and really upset that the relationship had deteriorated to such an extent that so many faculty at that point concluded that this was the only next step to potentially take. And then it was open to public comment 
And then we had a, a good number of students who came out in support of President Nguyen. And basically they said that uh, she had been a good mentor. And a lot of these were students of color who said they felt supported and they felt that their time at Foothill had been that much better because of her support and her support not only of the individuals, but some of the initiatives that students had. So that made faculty think about the voice of students. And one of the complaints that they brought up was that they had not been consulted in the drafting of this resolution and they wanted their voice to be part of what was happening. There's something really important there. On one hand, the Academic Senate represents faculty. There is, of course, the argument that when we make decisions, it should be faculty making those decisions since it's a voice for faculty. And at the same time, the decisions we make can affect everyone on campus, our whole community. And personally, from my perspective, if we're going to make the best decisions, we're going to take everything into consideration when making that decision and including the perspective of others who will also be impacted by those decisions. So I'm hoping that we take those concerns seriously and work to sort of create a a more inclusive decision-making process or, or some way to ensure that when we make decisions as a faculty body, that we not only consult with others, but ensure that that we do it in a way that others actually feel heard and seen and included in a certain way, right, in that decision-making process. Right, and, and I think that the presence of the students and what they had to say really gave us some pause. Mm-hmm. And it was because at that point, there was a, a bit of a momentum to try to take some action on this resolution. But after hearing the students, even though there was a motion to take some action, there was no second mm-hmm. because faculty or the Senate wanted to, to wait and think about this more before making a decision on on a vote. I think a combination of hearing so much from the students and then also, if I'm remembering right, one of our colleagues, Tiffany, brought up how important a second draft read is and how if we want to ensure that we're holding others accountable to proper procedure, we got to hold ourselves accountable to proper procedure. And if we're making such an impactful and important decision, sometimes those decisions take time. And we need that time to take the draft back to our constituents, engage in conversations with students and staff, et cetera, um, before casting a judgment. So I was actually really happy to see that the Senate took that action, that we did not take a vote at that first meeting, but allowed for a second read to have a more fruitful conversation about it. So that brings us to the second meeting, which happened just uh, last Monday on the 25th. We did have one more former student trustee come in and speak in favor of the president. This time, there wasn't a lot of presentations. We only had that student talk, and we had uh, one faculty member talk. But uh, other than that, uh, it was very short in terms of members of the public saying something to the Senate. Then we began a discussion of the new resolution that, as I said, was a combination of the two previous ones and edited a new version. In that discussion, again, faculty talked about the reasons why they felt they needed to support this resolution more 
of the conversation about the fact that they felt not represented or not being taken into account by the administration. So then the different divisions presented the results from their surveys. Kerry and I designed that, that survey other divisions uh, used it or modified for their own use. Based on the results of surveys, and we have to acknowledge these are not scientific surveys, and we have to acknowledge that in most cases, it's only a minority of faculty who actually took the survey. But based on the results of the survey, we had a pretty strong support for the vote of no confidence. Something that came up that really caught my attention in our survey was a response from one of our part-time faculty members, the feelings of being unincluded and devalued as a member of our community really caught my attention quite significantly. While that wasn't the majority of, of what I heard, I, I would say to that faculty member that I hear you and I see you. And personally, I'm going to work to do a better job to hopefully create a community that you feel more included in and a valued member of. Yes, and I think that we as the Senate really should make a stronger effort on, on that. I mean, we do have to representatives for part-time, but we, we really need to think about uh, whatever decisions we make or, or whatever topics we discuss, that we have that part-time perspective in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, a majority of our division faculty are part-time. Yeah, the majority of Foothills faculty, mm-hmm. so yeah. yes. Okay, so then there was the call for a vote, and I'm the only one. I was in a small minority, and I'm a very small minority because I'm the only one who voted no to the passage of this resolution. So out of 30 uh, voting members, basically the way it went was we had 25 voted in favor of the vote of no confidence resolution, four abstained, and there was one nay, which was mine. The reason that I voted in that form, I think we can all agree that the president's term was mixed. There were some good things and some obviously not good things. Mm -hmm. Uh, She did have some good vision on her projects. And I must have been, depending on your perspective, in the right place at the right time or in the wrong place at the wrong time, because I saw the good side and didn't really see much of the bad side, which obviously was there but not from my perspective. But also, you know, just from the results of our survey, I think we did have a bit of a mixed result. I I don't think we had a a really solid result telling us that, you know, we needed to go in a particular direction. So I felt that as a representative of BSS, having my vote would represent some of the people who saw the good things that the president had done. And hopefully... Moving forward, we we think about how can we carry on some of the good things that Mm -hmm. happened during her tenure. Yep, I voted for the resolution and I voted for it for several reasons. I felt like as a representative of the division that I had to convey what I was hearing most frequently from our division. 
And when I looked at the polling results, I interpreted a little bit differently. I interpreted as a majority saying that they would like to see their representatives vote for the resolution. And in addition to that, a lot of colleagues of color had written the resolution, had put themselves in a very vulnerable position. And I felt like it was my responsibility to follow their leadership and support them by voting for the resolution as well. So those are the two main reasons why I chose to vote for the resolution. I felt that maybe there was still a chance to patch things up, but obviously my colleagues did not agree with that. So we're looking at a new day, I guess, at Foothill with new leadership. The vote of no confidence passed and was forwarded to the Board of Trustees. The Board of Trustees then held a special meeting and closed session on the topic. Many colleagues and faculty members made public comments before their closed session. And then our chancellor announced that the board voted unanimously not to re-up President Nguyen's contract when it expires and in the interim time between November 1st and when her contract expires. Chancellor Minor has appointed a former Foothill College president, President Fong, to serve in that role as we search for a new president. We do have some ongoing vacancies and we need some faculty members to please fill these vacancies. There's a lot of program review readers needed. If you have not been a reader for a program review yet, I highly encourage it. You will learn so much about the program review process, especially if you're going to be conducting a program review for your program soon. And a list of those programs is in Senate Matters in our discussion list. Mm -hmm. Remember, we also need three faculty to serve on that Governance Council. So if you are interested in serving on the Governance Council, please reach out and let us know. BSS, we need your input on the following. How do we heal and bring our Foothill community back together so that we can move forward? And how do we make sure that we as faculty use our position of power to support, listen to, and incorporate students and staff in decisions that affect them, particularly those that promote equity? So if you have any thoughts or ideas on that, that would be great. I do want to remind you that we have created a VoxPop app for the update. And we will be putting a link to that in our Senate Matters discussion page. This is a place where you can leave a quick voice recording that we may incorporate into our podcast. So, you know, your chance to be famous. (laughs) The answer to our question... Our new acting President Fong's first term in office as president of Foothill College was from 1994 to 2006. Please let us know what your thoughts are by taking our quick polls via email or on the BSS Canvas shell through our discussion forum, Senate Matters, because we discuss matters of the Senate. And and what we discuss... Matters. matters. <laughs> we will meet next on November 1st from 2 to 4 p.m. in a joint session with the ANSA. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to attend any or 
all of the meetings, you will find the Zoom link on the Academic Senate's Foothill page at foothill.edu slash Senate. Representing you, you in solidarity. solidarity. I'm Carrie. And I'm Alexis. Have a great, Have a great day. day. <laughs>